Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast for September 27th, 2020 is presented by leveldowngames.com. Now hit our music. Music is a weekly All Elite Wrestling podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and with me this evening it is, of course, Dan. What is going on, everybody? Real quick, before we get to the episode, if you've yet to do so, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Uh, this will not be a normal Brian hyped up type episode. I am feeling quite under the weather today. Um, ate some food yesterday that I think disagreed with me and it's caused me to have like an upset stomach. Then again, though, Jessica told me that uh, some people at work have been uh, having issues as well. So maybe something's going around our area. I'm not sure. But either way, I don't have the energy that I normally do. <laughs> That's not good, Brian, because you bring the hype level. Uh, so let's see if I, I can maybe pick it so up. I'm going I'm, I'm to need to have you to uh, have you match it because I'm probably going to start fading around here somewhere when we're uh, halfway done. Uh, I'm going to try to bring it, though, because AEW brought it for late night dynamite on Tuesday after the NBA playoff game. Uh, this was something that they announced I want to say it was last week when we found out that they were going to be doing this. I believe you're right. But at first I thought it was like a rerun of like Dynamite. But they well, were I'm just glad playing it. Wasn't. it. I'm glad no, it me wasn't. Neither. And I'm glad they actually did this because, you know, they had a strong lead in coming from the NBA playoffs. And I did see the ratings article come out earlier this afternoon for Late Night Dynamite. They did like five hundred and seventy some thousand views for oh, wow, people okay. that watched it that late at night. Like that's that's really good. Hell yeah, and it is. You know, like the NBA playoff game before that had like four point, you know, some odd million. It, it was like number one for cable that night, of course. But that's an awesome number of people that stuck around to watch Late Night Dynamite. And probably some of those have never seen it before. And what a great way to be introduced to AEW, because I think the three matches that they decided to showcase for that special hour episode uh, were really incredible matches. Yeah, I think we kicked it off like amazing freaking Ben Carter uh, and Scorpio Sky. Somebody that I'm not too familiar with, Ben Carter. I definitely had to look to see what else he's done. Uh, you know, I, I I did know that he was a British pro wrestler, but I really didn't know like where else that he'd wrestled or what else that he had actually done in his career. So looking him up, it was really cool to see a lot of similarities between like him and Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I think definitely a more high flying than Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, more technical in that regard. But man, what an amazing match. Scorpio Sky, not like a heel, but playing off that sort of like cocky, all this kids, nothing. Correct. type of a, Yeah. A, a personality for this match. But by the end, you know, kind of getting respect for him and shaking his hand and that kind of stuff, even though Ben Carter did lose. Uh, ben Carter also recently on AEW Dark went in an incredible match. So hopefully this is going to lead toward him getting a uh, contract from Tony Khan in AEW, because I think the dude deserves it, man. This was incredible. Yeah, man. He's a, he's a high flyer. He's got a lot of speed. Him and Scorpio 
Sky were just kind of going toe to toe with that speed, and it was it was a great match, man. And it was I almost want to say kind of a you know maybe the match of the overall. Uh, I agree with that. No, 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 I agree with that. In between like both days, and I, and I kind of think I told you that I thought it would be before we even watched Dynamite tonight that uh, I had a feeling that there was not going to be a match to top that one. And there wasn't. No, it was uh, a shocker. And uh, I'm glad that I I recorded it and watched it uh, because, yeah, it would have sucked to have missed that match. Yeah. What's crazy. Uh, I remember we talked last week on the show and I had said I wasn't going to watch it live. I had just happened to come. I literally I had thrown up right before it started. I went upstairs and like threw up in the in the upstairs bathroom, came back down. Jessica was awake because I wasn't feeling good. And her and I both actually just sat there and watched it till it was over. So it was kind of neat that I didn't actually have to record it. We were able to watch it live, even though it technically wasn't quote unquote live. Um, did get to watch it when it happened, though. So it was kind of nice. Well, yeah. And it worked out, too, because basketball ran over like 10 minutes. So I it's like it. had like 10 minutes missing. It started so I had at 1238 a.m. Eastern time. <laughs> yeah. I had to watch the uh, the last half of the Sean Spears uh, Matt Seidel match mirrored on that YouTube link you sent me. <laughs> yeah. The only way that we could uh, get you to see yeah. the end of it before we recorded yeah. some random YouTube user. <laughs> Um, our second match on Late Night Dynamite was Anna Jay taking on Brandy Rhodes. Uh, good match from Anna Jay. I thought she looked really good here, and I'm actually glad that they had her win. I was talking to Jessica. I was like, man, I really, really, really hope that Brandy doesn't win here because she doesn't need to win. She's no, not really not like all. a like a wrestler in terms of like a wrestling sake. She's there because of Cody, obviously, and she's there because she wants to be there and wants to be doing this. But I can't see Brandy Rhodes ever going off and being the AEW Women's Champion. I can see Anna Jay going off and being the AEW Women's Champion at some point in the future. And I think they should build her as this like incredible heel dominant character uh, in the Dark Order because she is doing really well there. She is. She's fitting in very well. And, you know, the Dark Order could help her win the Women's Championship, just like the Dark Order helped her win this match. Exactly. They did. They did. So um, uh, it's it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously, do I think that she should be put in the title picture already? No, I don't. Um, I, I think that they need to slowly build her and definitely because, you know, she is super young, super talented, and it's somebody that they can kind of save for later while they still have so much other stuff going on right now with like Hikaru Shida and Ivalice and Thunder Rosa and, you know, all these people that are kind of tied up in the main event scene for the girls right now. And then we're going to yeah. be getting a ton of people back here. Soon exactly. Too. Yeah. We, when, we, Next when week. we need some fresh blood, we. Next um, week, Britt Baker is yeah. back. So excited for that because uh, me and my wife were talking about, you know, where is, you know, Britt Baker been since she had that match? And I know Stratlander, I think, is being close. Close to returning, I believe. I don't know if she's I, close, but I, I, I think she just had surgery not that long ago, and I think she Maybe. might be out still for a couple handful of months. Hmm. I might, I might be thinking of different. going to keep her off the shelf for quite a while. So, um, I, I, if she comes back early, awesome. Just don't get hurt again. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> and then the uh, the last match that we had for Late Night Dynamite was Sean Spears taking on Matt Seidel. And I thought this match was really good, too, man. They had three back to back to back solid matches to introduce those that maybe have never seen AEW before to like what is 
AEW. You know what I mean? Like these, I think these three matches kind of showcase that really well. Uh, yeah, no, I actually agree with that. I guess I didn't think about that until you said it, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was three great matches, momentum carried between each one, um, uh, and I love the ending of this match. I, I loved uh, that we got a little Sean Spears, um, you know, outside of AEW Dark. Uh, I'm a big Sean Spears fan, so, and we got yeah, to see, even, even know, though this wasn't traditional Dynamite, and he still wasn't on traditional Dynamite. Correct. Uh, this week, he was on Late Night Dynamite. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. And, and uh, did get the victory over Matt Seidel. Awesome match. Really good. Uh, you know, Tully kind of stuffing the glove yeah, with that metal plate did. to get the victory, of course. Of course. Yeah, the glove is a storyline again. Yeah, so I like it. And I honestly think that that hour was better than the two hours we had tonight. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. I, I do think that I really, you know, the, the two hours that we had for Wednesday night, it was a solid dynamite, but I, I just, they're, they're still like there's so many things that like are rough around the edges and are, are kind of hard to ignore when you're just sitting there watching it. Uh, there, there wasn't any of that on Tuesday night. And we do know that they are going to be doing another hour show somewhere on TNT at some point in the future. I think it'd actually be really cool if it was a late night show. Like if it was like a 12 a.m. to 1 a.m. show or anything, but where they could kind of take liberties and and be more hardcore and target a different crowd because it's not being hmm. done right now. So it could actually give them an audience that's not there. And I think that 575,000 at 1230 is an indicator that maybe they should try oh, it. 100%. I mean, that would be some eye-opening numbers. Um, yeah. When did they that. when did they actually record this? Do you know when they recorded it? I think it two, two, or two or two and a half weeks ago. Because okay. remember, remember when we talked, I think it was on the episode that posted on the 9th because the 16th was supposed to be – uh, pushed to the 17th, oh, but then it wasn't because right. it was on the 16th. Yeah. Remember, if it did get pushed to the 17th, they were going to do an hour special that Wednesday night. That was supposed to be this. But oh, then because because okay. Dynamite okay. actually aired in its normal slot, they decided to put this after one of the NBA games to try and get more people to, you know, figure out what is AEW. <laughs> that was the whole thought process behind that. That makes sense. Um, but that does take us into tonight's Dynamite Wednesday, and we kick things off as Dynamite usually does with a tag team match. But this time it was the debut, the in-ring debut of Mr. Miro. I think that Mr. Miro, man, that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Miro, I like it. Now, the best man, Miro and Kip Sabian taking on Sunny Kiss and Joey Janela. This match was a mess, man. This match was sloppy everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it was but very Miro hard looked, to get into it. Um, Miro looked like a beast. I mean, he's huge. He's so much bigger than a majority of the guys they have on their roster. Like, it's funny thinking like him elsewhere, like when he was in WWE, he didn't stand out because everybody is chiseled and jacked for the most part there. But then here he stands out. <laughs> you know, you you only have, you know, you only have Brian Cage and... Oh, man, I guess Will Hobbs to an extent. Yeah. But like nobody else is really like jacked at uh, at AEW like like Miro is. Yeah, it's it, it's unfortunate that, it, you know, his debut um, match um, 
was so sloppy. Like they just weren't the right tag team opponents. And I'm still not sold. Like I know Kip Sabian and Miro play Warzone and stuff together. And I know they're trying to like hammer that relationship. It was all over commentary. Yeah, it was all over commentary from Excalibur. It doesn't feel, I don't know. It kind of feels like a forced tag team. Like that's just not jiving with me either. I guess they're trying to make Miro heal. Um, Yeah, he was definitely playing the heel a little bit here. I mean, last last week or I'm sorry, two weeks ago when he debuted, uh, he was kind of like playing up to the fans this week, kind of. Not so much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he cut his, you know, like, uh, screw WWE promo, whatever. Um, and I get it. But yeah, now, but I still feel like you could ride something, you know, with the Miro Day stuff. Um, so I, it, it, it'll be interesting to see where they go with this. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm not liking it. I'm, I love that Miro's on Dynamite, but I'm not loving the way that they're, you know, starting this storyline. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely something that I've seen kind of floating around. Uh, people mentioning how Miro, you know, left WWE when the most recent thing was a wedding angle. And now he brought into AEW in a wedding. <laughs> yeah, angle. Uh, it yeah. almost it almost is like them kind of throwing shade. But at the same time, it's like, man. Uh, yeah, it was give, bad. Give us something WWE. better for Miro. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like just get him away. Like you said, just put him with a big guy. Maybe a Will Hobbs uh, Miro feud would actually be kind of cool. That would be a good feud know. too. Thinking right? about it, thinking about yeah. it would be kind of cool. Uh, Miro looked like he twisted his ankle or something during the match because I couldn't tell if that was real or was it fake. I mean, I I I, oh, I want to say that he actually like probably tweaked it. I don't think he was injured to the state of being injured, but I think he tweaked it because he dropped Kip Sabian yes. on his head. Yeah, when he went to like throw him over the you know the barricade onto Joey Janela, and then Sabian landed pretty much on the top of his head. Janela basically kind of started improvising from there and the match just which was already somewhat sloppy just got even sloppier from that point yeah and you gotta wonder he's not used to wrestling in the humidity right you know these guys kind of are getting used to it even though it's hard to predict you know slippery ropes and stuff like that but you know he's getting used to wrestling outside in that kind of environment so yeah hopefully you know you always get worried right because i'm like oh shit this would be a shitty way for him to start his dynamite by freaking you know spraining his ankle real bad or something but i know screwing up uh shooting star press on the pay-per-view matt seidel (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know that was terrible i know right these guys debuts man holy shit yeah Oh man, but before we cut to commercial, we had Eddie Kingston rush down to the ring, Hell which yeah, I was quite a big fan of. And I guess we do have to mention here because we haven't talked about it yet. Uh, they were advertising that big six man tag match. Uh, Lance Archer, Brian Cage and Ricky Starks taking on John Moxley, Will Hobbs and Darby Allen. Um, somebody that Lance Archer came in contact with had COVID or Lance Archer himself has COVID or something. I don't know. Either I way, he tested positive. I thought that's what I thought. But then on he commentary, they yeah. didn't say that he tested positive. So correct. Uh, they, they changed the wording a little bit, but I think he did test positive. So he's staying home for the next two weeks. So that way he is good to go for that um, match on the 14th with uh, with the AEW champion who we'll get to here in a minute because and since that six man tag match didn't take place, uh, they literally signed a new main event for tonight. A couple hours before the show started, Eddie Kingston taking on John Moxley for the AEW world title. So Kingston rushes down to the ring and basically uh, calls out Moxley, throwing some shade at WWE. Sports saying, entertainer. Right? Yes, the sports entertainer, John Moxley, not the 
fighter, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston stayed on the uh, indie scene for 18 years, as he pointed out, stayed with the fighters, never went to the land of sports entertainers like Moxley did. I thought they actually threw together a good story really quickly. And, yeah, I, and, no, and, I, I, and I dug it. I really dug yeah. it. Yeah. Hats off to them, you know, whatever the writing team for throwing this together. Yeah. And Kingston being able to come down and just throw promos together like that was just great. And again, I love I love the little shade and digs that they throw at the WWE. Uh, I love that they do it. And uh, it was great in this promo. I know. A lot of people don't like it, but I, I, I find I, humor in it. So <laughs> You and me both, man. I love it. Keep doing it. Don't stop. I'm so, I'm so fucking sick of WWE that I want everyone just to, you know, take a big old dump all over them anytime they can. <laughs> well, and they just, but they do it subtle. They don't do it like a, you know, it's not like the whole episode. It's just, just, I don't know. It's, it's always perfectly planned the way that they do it. And I, I right. enjoy it. I get it. Yeah, no, for sure. The next match was Evil Uno taking on Hangman Adam Page. And I actually thought this match was kind of entertaining. Uh, we had the Dark Order. Who was, who was out there? Colt Cabana, 10. I lose track, uh, dude. You do a better job than I do. I just yeah, Dark Order members. John, John Silver, Alan Angels, I think were two of them out there. And then Anna Jay was the fifth one because there were five of them out there. And I remember yes. she was one of them. And Colt yeah. was the another one. So uh, I like Evil Uno. I think he's a great wrestler. I don't think he gets enough credit, man. Like every time that him and uh, Stu Grayson are in tag matches together, I'm always amazed with some of the things that they can do. Same with John Silver and Alan Angels, man. The Dark Order is full of talent. And Hangman Adam Page, again, looked great last week, looked great tonight. I like what they're doing here with this mid card right now in AEW. Um, did you notice what Hangman Page's uh, card said when he was coming out? Oh, I didn't so it says uh, apparently uh sticking with long pants and which i didn't <laughs> i didn't notice that he's been wrestling with long pants and i was like yeah huh, for the last two so, i think the last two or three weeks yeah i have I to give uh yeah maybe it, I, know, I think it started on all out i think he had the long pants was for it? that match okay yeah, i think it okay. was and then it's carried through since um, now so yeah i always look forward uh to the cards when adam uh, hangman page is coming out because they're very entertaining and we did have Kenny Omega on commentary again. Of for this course, match. we're still dangling that storyline. Yeah, it's definitely leading somewhere. Um, oh, for sure. You know, they they kind of teased the uh, the Dark Order. We're going to jump Hangman Page. And then Evil Uno kind of told them, no, he wanted to do this himself. And, you know, they were on commentary like, you know, I want to, you know, you're going to go save him, Kenny. You're going to go save him. And he's like, he no, was thinking I about know. it. I mean, well, he was kind of like, so, I, yeah, they're they're teasing us. But I'm I'm very I'm on I'm on this train to see where this storyline's going. Yeah, and and speaking of on commentary, we didn't even mention it, but Jericho was on commentary for the uh, the late night Dynamite, and it was freaking gold as it always. Oh, is, he man. was he was freaking just the goat, man, the fucking goat. The name of this the name of the episode this week comes from Jericho, Tony uh, Tony Shamanic. Because <laughs> 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 they were talking about Matt Seidel going and doing yeah. like shamanic things, and, and they just like him and Excalibur just or who I forget who it was. Was, but Jericho was freaking Excalibur. just lost it. I think it was Jericho and Excalibur that lost it and just were laughing. And uh, he's like, Tony Shamanic. <laughs> yeah, so the, the chemistry that they have so when good. Jericho's there is just great. Yeah, I can't wait till he's on commentary more in the future. But I thought of that because the next segment was with 
Tony Shamanic, Tony Shavani himself, backstage talking to Matt Jackson from the Young Bucks. And I, I dude, this is just furthering the Young Bucks's, you know, heel turn. But he was back there like, why did you guys, you know, attack Alex Marvez? Why did you uh, the referee? I forget his name. And then uh, kind of mentioning questions about like FTR. And, you know, Matt just kind of kept it cool. But then shattered his phone. <laughs> yeah, once they, once you start asking the questions about FTR, that's he's like, "Do you have your phone on you?" And it's like, "Come on, man, don't give him your phone. You know what's about to happen." Yeah, but he paid for it once again. Told him to go get he an did upgrade. Pay for it. And, yeah, so uh, at least they're uh, being responsible, just like last week, chucking the money at uh, Tony Khan. They're just Khan throwing backstage. that money around, man. Anytime they want to throw some money and hit our music, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll welcome it. We're out here. Yeah, we're out we're here, here, just waiting. We're just waiting. Yep. <laughs> throw that money. <laughs> Oh, man, the AEW TNT championship was on the line next. We had Brody Lee defending against Orange Cassidy. And man, this was a good match. Uh, probably good match. probably the best match on Dynamite this week, like Wednesday Night Dynamite, um, I would say. I don't know, man. I don't know. The Moxley you, Kingston match has. You see, I, I mean, it was good, but I don't know if it was better than this. It was this. a good slot. Well, the only, my only critique with this match is and you can give me shit for it. There was too much dark order in that match. See, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. I think there needs to be more dark order when the dark order is involved. I think they need to be all over the place. I think they should be interrupting matches. I think they should be. I mean, they're the heels, man. That's what they no, do. I get it. I get it. I don't know. I just, I guess it kind of just took away from the match a little bit. And I know like, Jesus, I don't realize how uh, big Brody Lee is until you put him next to Orange Cassidy. It's like, <laughs> holy shit. That dude is huge, man. He is a freaking tank. Yeah, man. He is a very, very big guy. And I'm very happy for him, man. He's doing so no, well. No, me too. Deserves it. Yeah, it's, it was, like I said, it was a really good match. There were moments when I thought, oh, man, Orange Cassidy looks like he could, I, even though I knew he wouldn't going to. No, there was like one or two times where I was like, holy shit, Orange Cassidy's about to win this belt. Yeah, and there's like, you know, they, they do that to you just enough where you're like, hmm, I could see it happening, even though I know in the back of my mind, there's no way Brody Lee's losing that title right now. It's like maybe they try to do the surprise thing, but it's, it, you know, I just had a feeling they weren't going to. Uh, and I'm a little disappointed that Cody tweeted out that he was in Jacksonville earlier. <laughs> see, I didn't see that because, uh, yeah, he put uh, a, a picture up kind of showing like where he was at from uh, Georgia doing that show, the big show, I think that was called. And then yeah. uh, kind of like the fastest route to Jacksonville. And okay. The, the okay. little blue dot kind of signified that he was already in Jacksonville. So uh kind of had a feeling we were going to see Cody tonight. And we did. After this match, Cody comes out and they made it seem like somebody new was debuting. But it was just Cody. But it's emo Cody. He dyed his hair black. He's yeah. got sparkly shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I like man. it a lot better than the blonde look. And my wife, actually, that's the one of the first things she said. She's like, oh, this is a lot better than that blonde look. I mean, I think, he, yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I mean, I, I like his look either way. Um, but really cool to see Cody back. And we're definitely, you know, getting more of this nightmare family versus the Dark Order type stuff. Because after Cody came out, you know, kind of destroying, uh, I think it was Alan Angel's 
uh, yeah. from the Dark Order in the middle of the ring. And then, you know, they rush backstage and it's Anna Jay kind of getting rid of Dasha, uh, Dasha Gonzalez. And Brody Lee jumps on the mic and just cuts a great freaking promo, man. A great yeah, promo. Like he's yeah. so he's been so good lately. And it, it sounds like we're going to be getting uh, Cody versus Brody in a dog collar match maybe that's yeah that's what it seemed like if because i kept hearing the chains and then when he had the chain you know then he finally pulled it out i was like okay i see what kind of match we're having which hopefully will be good uh because you know with cody kind of getting his ass kicked to lose the belt it'll be nice to actually see them actually put a a, a good fight on yeah i i I don't see cody recapturing this time the tnt title no no, i don't think so either i don't see that either But I, I, I do think it'll be an enjoyable match. I do. Yeah, absolutely. The next segment, we had Matt Hardy and private party in the ring. Uh, Matt Hardy, like I said, he didn't go away, man. He's still there. No, he, was, he lived his way there. out to the ring. Yeah. And I, he kept saying like, hey, if I was cleared, well, what are you not cleared for? It's been weeks now. So I think exactly. Is it just a storyline or did he have a concussion? Who knows? I think he had a we're concussion. always going to be wondering. We're always going to be wondering. But this led us to getting the inner circle and Matt Hardy and private party going back and forth between one another. Sammy Guevara came back. I enjoyed this little segment, man. I thought it was cool. The million dollar or million viewer, man. I almost said million yeah. dollar man. Million yeah. viewer, man. Chris Jericho. <laughs> Fuck it. He just comes up with the names, man. He's going to have like 50 different shirts with different names by the end of this AEW run. It's so good, man. And, and you know, we're going to get stuff next week. We're celebrating 30 years of Jericho. Oh, this is going to be Actually, fun. no, that's in two weeks. That's in two weeks. Is it Sorry. two weeks? Yeah, that's two weeks. Next we're week is the still the 30th. Yeah, we jumped a whole week. We jumped a week. 30 years no. of Jericho, we found out, is happening on October 7th. And I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they kind of do. I know they're kind of limited on celebrating um, what they can show and whatnot. But right. I know when what Jericho made his uh, debut or whatever, he came, you know, they did the few different like cuts with different people coming out to, uh, the way that he used to come out to. So, right. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's entertaining. But next week, speaking of next week, Isaiah Cassidy jumps on the mic and challenges Jericho to a match one on one, saying that he was going to make him his Le Champion bitch. (laughs) And you know what, man? Good for Isaiah Cassidy, because I think that dude is incredible. I think both him and Mark Quinn from Private Party are super talented. Mark Quinn kind of got to showcase his skills against Cody for the uh, the TNT title. Remember? Yeah. So now Isaiah Cassidy is going to get to showcase his skills against Chris Jericho. And I think that's really fucking cool. Well, yeah. How how cool is that to be wrestling freaking Le Champion one on one? So that'll be super awesome for him. Exactly. Is he going to win? Probably not, man. Jericho's uh, probably going to win. Yeah. But it's going to be a cool match specifically for him getting to wrestle Chris Jericho. Like, that's so cool. Oh, hell yeah, dude. What did he say? He was 26, I think. 23, I think. Is he, he is. 23? I think Maybe he's 23. Yeah. OK, yeah. it's still young yeah. guy getting to, to wrestle Chris Jericho. Hell yeah. Exactly. Uh, FTR and Tully out in the ring next. And we were introduced to this whole 20 minutes of greatness or 20 minutes with greatness thing that they're going to be doing. It looks like from now on. Uh, so the way title matches and I, and I kind of followed this the best that I could, uh, the way title matches are normally contended are under 60 minute time limit rules. And now they're do they're changing it to 20 minutes 
So that way they can defend it more on TV. I think this is the storyline they're trying to go with here. Yeah, it's of course they're just trying to figure out any other excuse because if the uh, the team uh, competing against them doesn't secure a pinfall, or, you know, or win or whatever in the twenty minutes, then FTR is deemed the winner. Correct. Even if yeah, they the, have to. They didn't it's, pin. Yeah, it's like a you know like a mini beat the clock challenge almost correct that's exactly <laughs> what it is so yeah just trying to stay with that i don't know borderline douchebag thing they got going on and it's working man it's working it really 100 is they're 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 positioning themselves as this like elite and they are they're they really are one of the elite tag teams and speaking of tag teams you know rest in peace to road warrior animal did unfortunately pass away i want to say earlier either earlier today or late last night and yeah. big blow definitely to the wrestling industry and to uh to the tag team wrestling for sure uh you know his partner hawk uh, unfortunately passed away several several years ago um but this was a this was a big blow man so rest in peace and we're thinking of uh obviously thoughts and prayers to his uh friends and family but next week we're gonna see ftr taken on scu in one of these 20 minutes with greatness type matches and i'm actually looking forward to that i think that's going to be a really good match i i hope that it's frankie kazarian and christopher daniels because i hope scorpio sky is gonna keep kind of like being off on his own uh in like the mid card maybe eventually tnt title picture well brian i don't know if you saw but when they were announcing this match or whenever at the end or whatever of this episode did they show, did they they show an infographic of who it actually is they did and they showed it. they showed scorpio sky and kazarian and i looked over at elaine Dang and it. i was like i thought scorpio sky was out of scu i thought he was the solo guy so i, I don't mean know I, thought, what I, 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 I didn't think he was out of scu See, I, I thought, thought he, would he always, was i thought he would always be a part of it but uh <sighs> I thought he would be the like kind of like the Kofi who was, you know, going off and being the champion. And then you had like the Big E and the Xavier Woods, who was the tag team. You know what I mean? That's okay. kind of what I thought here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I just I don't know. That's kind of what I, I thought here. But yeah, not happening. Um, no. Either way, should be a good match. But what's more interesting is what's going on here between best friends and FTR, because it almost feels like we're going to get that in November at the pay-per-view. Uh, yeah, and I want it because I think it'll be a hell of a match. Um, so super excited to kind of, you know, see best friends come out and thought we were going to get a match right then and there. But yeah, uh, they, you know, they threw the FTR, challenge down. Yeah, FTR was thinking about best friends and how beat up they were from last week. So, yep. you know, hats Being off nice, to FTR nice guys, for thinking. Top guys. Yeah, top guys. Yeah, <laughs> top guys so, out, man. They play yeah, by their guys. rules. They, they do. play by so, their rules. But yeah, this match, uh, you're right. Uh, we talked a little bit on Discord. Um, yeah, I think maybe this is what we're going to get in November. And uh, the, I, it'll be a hell of a match. Yeah, it almost feels like that's going to be the uh, the pay-per-view match for the tag titles. And I'm looking forward to it. I am. I think the Young Bucks might be getting saved for either February or May now because they they just haven't like pulled the trigger yet and yeah i'm kind of waiting for live crowds maybe it, it's, too. it's but it's also continuing to slowly build it i thought of course a yeah. slow build would have just been nice throughout the summer but let's just keep building it for a whole fucking year if we have to i don't care build yeah, it as long let, as you want because the match itself when it happens is going to be the ultimate payoff yeah just put it on the back burner just let it simmer let it stay a little warm and uh when we're ready to when we're ready to eat we'll, we'll get it <laughs> What an analogy. <laughs> there we go. Tag team matchup next. We had the NWA Women's Champion Thunder Rosa and the AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida taking on Ivelisse and Diamante, the winners of the uh, whatever they called that 
cup tournament for the females. I don't remember, but I enjoyed this match. I liked Thunder Rosa's face paint paying tribute to Road Warrior Animal. I like yeah, that was super cool. Everything about this, man. This was a cool match. Um, I enjoyed it. I like all four of these girls, though, too, though. Uh, yeah, no, the match, the match was, uh, the match was fine. Um, you know, showcasing a lot of, a lot of talent in this match. Um, you know, it was a little, I was a little worried that maybe we were going to get, you know, a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a heel turn is, isn't the right words, but, uh, you know, Thunder Rosa did hit, uh, Sheeta with a knee and I was like, yeah. oh, maybe this is where this turns into like a three on one or something. But, uh. No, it was it was a good match. I was actually impressed with this match. Um, and yeah, what Sheeta and Thunder Rosa got the win. They did. And I obviously think this is leading towards something else between those two. Um, I mean, there's a reason why they continue to put those two, you know, every week together. They're they're going to do something else between Thunder Rosa and Hikaru Shida. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I just wonder, you know, is how much longer are we going to let uh, Shida hold the belt um, for, especially if they're going to be kind of, I don't know, tagging or whatnot. Well, she didn't win it too long ago. She didn't win it that long ago. She only won it a couple months ago. So, huh, well, it just feels like it's been a while, but that's how 2020 has <laughs> been. So, yeah, she hasn't been the champion that long, and I don't think she should lose it anytime soon. I think that they should leave her on top for a bit. Um, and it, I mean, it's been paying off. I've been really, really, really enjoying the women's division lately for AEW. I thought it's been some of the best that it has been. So kudos to them. Uh, we had Chris Jericho and MJF once again in the back. Jericho, first of all, talking about his match next week against um, Isaiah Cassidy. But then MJF kind of kind of just breezed into the picture and <laughs> eventually led to both of them. Like, so why would you call me a loser last week then? <laughs> I wasn't calling you a loser. I was calling the limo driver a loser. Yeah, I was calling Tony Schiavone a loser. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this I'm looking is a great forward segment. to this. And this is exactly what I said that I hope that they continue to do between them. Just every now and then randomly bump into each other comedic segment laugh walk away and eventually it's going to build up into something really cool oh it's it's going to be fun listening to these two go to each other on the mics will be great it'll be gold and i can't wait for this yeah uh but that does bring us to the main event i know we kind of went through three hours of tv pretty quickly but i'm not feeling that well so i did kind of rush through a few things um aew world title match john moxley defending against eddie Kingston and I was so glad for Eddie Kingston like I said I'm glad he got this opportunity uh it's cool because of the storyline that they kind of told through the casino battle royale of him not being actually eliminated there kind of was a legitimate reason for this match since Lance Archer had tested positive for COVID it all just kind of worked out in their favor and made sense <laughs> it did man and this match starting off with the slaps holy oh, shit dude, the slaps were the best part of the match because both of their chests by the end were fucking the purplest I'd ever seen them. But Eddie Kingston is a goddamn slapper, man. He hit so hard. Yes, he and was. His, he, his that slaps was echoing. resonated throughout Daly's place, man. Moxley's slaps were nowhere near as loud 
<laughs> no, they they made that place echo every time Kingston slapped Mox. It was like holy shit, man! He could just see and did it you in see every every like after a couple of them, Moxie just was like smiling. You you know he was in so much pain, but he was having so much fun. <laughs> oh yeah, he loves this kind of match, man. And this is this match was just great. It was a great match, just just a slugfest, a slobber knocker as uh, Jr. would call them. Um, but I, I don't th- I, I don't think it was match. a great match. I don't think it was a great match. I don't. I, I enjoyed it, but I don't think it was a great match. It was more just like a brawling type style. And then I felt like it was rushed because they the end was like so abrupt and out of nowhere with Moxley throwing on a chokehold and Kingston passing out. Um, it, it just didn't feel like it was what it should have been between these two. And I get it. They only had a couple hours to prepare, so I wasn't expecting anything great. And and we didn't get that, at least in my opinion. Um, I, well, I mean, I, you know, I, uh, I love Moxley, so maybe that's why I enjoyed this a little bit more. Um, yeah, it's all good. I mean, to each yeah. their own. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you're allowed to uh, to enjoy Moxley and I'm allowed to say that he's boring as hell. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for we got to get one boring Moxley uh, comment out of your mouth per episode. Eventually, he's going to he's going to contact me and be like, hey, think I'm boring. I'm yeah, like, no, I know, man, dude. Yeah, let's Dan. do that. Dan's Moxley, the one that says please. it every time. Dan's oh. the one that says it every time. <laughs> nah, bullshit. Go back to the recordings. I'll give you a link. I'll give you a link. After the match, we had uh, Lucha Bros come down and hit the uh, double super kick on Moxley, which brought out Will Hobbs. I'm glad to see him still there. Me uh, too, Supporting man. Moxley. You know, they didn't just kind of like forget about him because he didn't get his time to shine in the main event. No, he was still there. He did get beat up, but he was still there. <laughs> yeah, it was good because that was kind of the shitty thing about missing out on the six man match was kind of letting uh, Will Hobbs kind of get a little bit of uh, time. And apparently uh, Brian Cage posted that he was sick, too, not necessarily with covid, but he was feeling a bit under the weather like myself, which is why. he uh, wasn't OK, there, well, then that worked out because only him and uh, uh, I'm sorry, only Darby Allen. Uh, no, Ricky Starks and Taz came down from Team Taz. Uh, okay. Brian Cage was not out there to uh, to assist. But yeah, man, we just had an all out brawl to end the show, man. Darby Allen's out there. Lucha Bros, Moxley, Will Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Taz. Ricky Starks and that spear, dude, on Darby Allen. Holy <laughs> shit. And they announced that they're actually going to be uh, going against each other next week. Yeah, this is this is going to be a good match. Um I mean, Darby sells so well. Ricky uh, wrestles so well. I don't even know. He's just he's so great, man. And I, I this should be a really great match. At least I hope so. I hope I'm not getting. I was thinking up. this would be a pay-per-view quality match. So I'm surprised they're giving it away on a dynamite. But yeah, you know, looking ahead to next week, uh, you know, Ricky Starks is taking on Darby Allen. Chris Jericho, we already mentioned it, taking on Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, Britt Baker will be in action probably against somebody from aw dark because remember every time they do that it's usually uh, somebody from yeah. dark <laughs> yeah. uh what's her name uh i forget that those two girls they always use they always they they end up oh, always being brought uh, up on dynamite yep, and losing. i know you're talking about the one wears pink <laughs> yeah she wears pink yeah yeah it'll probably about. be them one of those yeah. two uh ftr taken on scu in that 20 minutes with greatness and then they said john moxley would be appearing as well so uh should be hopefully an interesting dynamite next week i think ftr scu has potential to be really good as does uh ricky starks and darby allen i think that's going to be the match of the week right there so well yeah and we got to start building towards the anniversary show 
yeah, anniversary show. And then, uh, you know, throughout the whole month of October, we're going to be building to that pay-per-view in November as well. Yeah, because be they, we already know we already know the pay-per-view is November 7th. So Can't looking wait. forward to it. Looking forward to it. But Dan, like I said, I'm not feeling good and I have to edit this. So I'd like to get that done. So let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, let, let's not hot tag since you're not feeling so well. Let's just keep our hands to ourselves. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to touch you this week. It might be COVID related. So <laughs> keep your distance. Hey, can never be too safe right now. <laughs> keep your distance and uh, we'll, we'll just be back next week. But we do want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of Hit Our Music and All Elite Wrestling Podcast Made Possible by leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop in over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already, while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. And Dan, you are also on Twitch, are you not? I I am. Some people, you know, would beg to differ, but I am there, crazed 11 k-r-a-i-z-d one one come hang out watch me suck at warzone according to brian and uh, pretty soon they can come tune in and watch me play with you and watch me do better than you no that can't happen i can't let it happen Um, what if it does then i just i'm look for all of my streaming setup on ebay the next day for like 30 bucks stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable in case Dan does decide to sell his things. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, but Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And in that description box, you will find a link to our discord server. Click it, join it and interact with us. Theme song of the week does go to me this week. And I have decided to go with Eva Lisa's theme, uh, Mujer Assassina. Uh, I, I've just been really digging that stuff lately, man. I've been really digging the whole storyline that they're doing with the women's division. Uh, I, I think Ivelisse and Diamante have looked great recently, and hopefully we continue to see more of them, more of Thunder Rosa, and obviously more of uh, Hikaru Shida. So we're going to close out with Ivelisse La Sincardia, as uh, Justin Roberts says. Now hit the music. <laughs> <laughs>